Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, look. It's Mick. It's Mick. I lost a button off my childhood. Mick Jagger. He's 79 years old. I guess the queen is going to have a celebration for him at Buckingham Palace. Look at this cadaver in formaldehyde. My God. He's like a wrinkled up old prune. And yet there he is. He's on stage with Keith Richards, who got a spike in his arm, you know. Instead of heroin, it's like fentanyl now, and he's still playing. And all of you are on the Depend store with Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. I lost the button off my trousers. Ah, but look, look. First, let's look at his personal life. How many wives has he had? I think four, maybe more. He's competing with me. But he had Jamie Hall, right? The big, gorgeous Texas model. And then she left him. And married Rupert Murdoch, and now she's left him. Maybe she come back to Mickey. Oh, no, no, no. Mickey is like with, he's like robbing from the cradle. I think his latest wife is like 26 years old. The guy's 79 years old. He probably, when he has that urge to merge, he's swallowing, what, Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, and probably taking a shot in his three-piece set. But anyway, everybody all loves Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger. I hate him. I loathe him. I despise him and Keith Richards. And I'll tell you why. It isn't for what he's done of late. It's what he did back at Altamont. In the aftermath of Woodstock, Peace, Love, and Happiness, 1969, a half a million strong of the New York State Thruway to Bethel. Three days of frolicking, rolling in the mud, the rain, dropping LSD. Nobody injured, nobody hurt. And what did Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones do? They said, oh, we shoot a gun, we shoot a gun to Woodstock. Hey, you decided not to go. The Who went, Sly and the Family Stone, Mountain went, so many great groups went. You decided not to go. So you decided, oh, you know, we made a mistake. We should have been there. Okay, you made a mistake. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, right? Yeah, they made a mistake. You didn't miss it like Tony Mitchell, who couldn't get there. But you decided you're going to have your own peace, love, and happiness rock concert to compete with Woodstock. Out there at Altamont at the empty racetrack in Northern California. And in addition to you, you were going to have Jerry Garcia, oh, and the Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Great Slick. Hey, sounded like, okay, you were going to compete West Coast versus East Coast. You know how the rappers, West Coast rappers versus East Coast, you know, no shootouts here, right? And then all of a sudden, what did Mick Jagger do to cut course? They said, hey, Mick, you know, you better get some uh, high-profile security could be problems. He said, don't worry about it. I know Sonny Barger, president of the Hells Angels of America, been to his clubhouse in East Oakland. Tell you what, I give him a few cases of beer. They can do the security over three days. They did it and they busted up the place. There was a black guy with a white woman and the Hells Angels go up to him and they say, hey, what are you doing here with a white woman? He says, why? That's my girlfriend. Boom, they beat the living daylights out of him, killed him at Altamont. Even Jerry Garcia, peace, love, and happiness, dropping acid with the Grateful Dead, told Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, we're out of here. You've destroyed the whole era of 69. So, hey, Mick Jagger, you cadaver in formaldehyde, you know, continuing on your Rolling Stones to Penn store. No happy birthday to you, pal. No happy birthday to you. Oh, Paul Sorvino. We lost another great one. He's from Brooklyn. Not only that, he was a tenor. A lot of people don't know that. 
He actually has performed at Carnegie Hall. He's uh, performed at Alice Tully Hall. He could have been a professional tenor. I don't know if he would have made the grade with the three tenors, but the point is he was good in almost everything he did. He was also an accomplished artist, but what he did best was act. And out of all the great roles that he played, Paul Savino, let's face it, playing Paul Ivario of the Lucchese crime family and Goodfellas, the mentor to Henry Hill. I mean, great. Why? Because I knew the real Paul Vario. That's right. Remember, I grew up in Canarsie. Canarsie had the Lucchese's on one side of Avenue L, run by Paul Vario. He was in charge of the Lucchese's in Canarsie in East New York. And on the other side of the block, was Paul was Gambino, right? All Gambino areas, right? So I got to know all these degenerates, all of these uh, knuckle draggers, these supreme cuisines. And one guy I got to know fairly well was Paul Ivario, the very character that Paul Servino played, mentor to Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Right across from the Bamboo Lounge. Now, I know a lot of you, you watch Goodfellas, they torch the Bamboo Lounge for the insurance money. You thought, oh, that's Ozone Park. That's Howard Beach. Not. That's Canarsie Avenue M and Rockaway Parkway. And I remember the day it got torched. We walked over there, me and my Supreme Cuisine cousins, Lenny. Lenny Beans Bianchino, and Joey G, the cheats from Howard Beach. Across the street, on the second floor, was a meeting hall. The first time I met Paul Ivario, he was sitting at the desk. He was taking signatures to come here, Joe Colombo, of the Italian-American organization, the Italian-American Civil Rights League. Bunch of thugs, jadrules, knuckle draggers. But they were trying to claim that just because you had a vowel at the end of your name, they were being discriminated by the FBI, which stood for, at that time, the acronym Forever Busting Italians. The place was packed with mostly Italian, but some Jews. Paul Livario there was the gatekeeper. Joe Colombo of the Colombo crime family came in and claimed there was no such thing as organized crime. Now, I'm a little kid, right? I'm like, you guys are crazy. And then somebody said to Paul Ivario, hey, who let this guy in? <laughs> and so Paul Ivario and the Lucchese guys kicked my ass right down the stairs, told me never to show my face again. See, that was the real Paul Ivario. So they romanticized his image in Goodfellas, but I got to tell you, the role that Paul Servino played as Paul Ivario, mentor to Henry Hill, is absolutely top shelf five star. We're going to miss you, Paul Servino. And by the way, Harvey Weinstein perved on his daughter. Yeah. And uh, Paul Servino said, lucky he got locked up and they threw away the key. Because now that I found out at trial what Harvey Weinstein did to my daughter, let me tell you something. I would have taken the three-piece set, the little that he had left, shoved it down his throat, made him jump on it, and then sent him straight to hell. That's the Paul Sorvino I want to remember. Keeping it real. Oh, Yolanda Vega. Puerto Ricano. Oh, for all those years on Channel 11, Channel 5, every night, New York State Lottery, you know, all those eh, ping pong balls would come up with hoping the numbers with Yolanda Vega. Did I ever tell you the story about Yolanda Vega? Oh, yeah. We were at the Second Avenue Fair. Second Avenue Fair. People back to back. Everybody was signing their pictures. And you had a lot of trendoids and freakazoids there. 
the line went around the block for Yolanda Vega because everybody wanted her picture. They wanted her signature because they said it'll bring me good luck when I play the New York State Lottery. Well, guess what? That's Piker Town. $830 million in the Mega Million jackpot. And we have a resident expert here. His name is Singh. He's part of the family of WABC. He's done the numbers, the analytics. I saw him doing the formula. Singh, please share with our audience, which route should they take in the waning moments before the next drawing to be a winner of 830, the mega million jackpot? Help, help us here, Singh. Gotta play to win, man. You gotta play to win. Yeah. I could have got that from the commercial. What's the success? What's the formula? Come on. The formula to win? Yeah, the numerology. The random numbers. No, I know, but you were writing numbers there. Okay, but it's, all right. So what? There's three hundred thirty million, you know, okay. combinations. Okay, three hundred and thirty million yeah. combinations. So this is like the cube, right? You know, the cube. You go back. What? Are they, the Rubik's what are they, cube. Yeah, the Rubik's cube, that right? Was, that was around during your time. Yeah, don't just don't digress from this. We want to know. You had the formula to win. You shared it with everybody here at WABC. The formula to win is random numbers. Don't sit on it like a hen guarding her. Here, you must reveal the winning formula for all of our degenerate gamblers. I mean, our, our watchers and our listeners at WABC who want to win 830 mil. By the way, if he gives you the formula, you got to promise to give him a million dollars of that, right? Is that worth a million? Sure. Okay, so tell them right now what do they do to win this 830 million jackpot? You got Zell, you could just Zell me, honestly. Like, what? You could Zell me, yeah. What the hell does that mean? You could send me the money. What do you mean, send you the money? Send me the money if they want to win. Well, and then what are you going to do with the money? Probably, probably like buy another lawnmower or something. You know, something Man, cool. buy another lawnmower. Look at this guy out. You see lawn. how selfish he is. He's only, he shared this formula with all of his brothers and sisters here at WABC. These are people who watch us. These are people who listen to us. Without them, there is no WABC. Come on. They're part of our extended family. Share. Because I'm taking notes here. I'm taking notes. I got a lot of child support to pay. That's you know, there's, there's Anthony. There's Carter. There's Hunter. That's okay. Problem. Well, wait, man. I need help. Come on. How, how do I win this? What, what numbers do I play? If you sell me $100 right now, I got you. That's what homeless people say in the Port Authority and over there at Penn Station. Hey, you could, you could, or Vimo. They say to me, yeah, you can Vimo. Oh, you upgraded. You upgraded to sell. I'm, ba I'm banned from Venmo, so you got to sell me. See, look at this. You see, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. This guy turned out to be a real fugazi. You got a chase? Damn right, man. You got a chase? Can you get that? No, no, you ain't getting you ain't getting Jack Diddley squat. After your performance today, I allowed you to walk on the Curtis Sliwa Walk of Fame. You were gonna get a star there. You know what you are? You are Zing. Sing. Zing, I should call you Zing. Sing! You are on the Curtis Sliwa Walk of Shame now! Kinda your fault, but Times are bad for President Joe Biden. You know they're bad. First of all, his approval rating is down to 31%. He's going to crash below 30. Even Scranton, which he declares to be his hometown, which it's not, his approval rating has gone below 30. Let's face it, he put Scranton on the map below 30. So when all else fails, what do you do? You get seen 
with a dog. And he is a dog lover, there's no doubt about it. Both the President of the United States, Joe Biden, and Jill. You see him there with Commander, that's his newest German Shepherd. His uh, old uh, German Shepherd chief passed into the year after. He recently had a brand new pep German Shepherd, puppy German Shepherd, you remember? He was uh, in the shower stall. You remember, he came out of the shower stall. He was, uh, you know, snapping towels at the young baby German Shepherd, and the baby German Shepherd grabbed the towel and pulled them down. And remember, Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, our president, he broke his ankle, or at least he dislocated. Remember? He loves dogs. So I'm figuring this. His staff is saying to themselves, what the hell, what kind of lifeline can we throw him now? We can't even find Democrats who want him to continue as president, never mind run another four years. The Washington Post, that's right, Jeff Bezos said, that's it, don't run, Joe, don't run. The DNC is looking for other candidates. In fact, pretty boy Gus Newsom is auditioning now. He's from Central Casting. A disaster as a governor of California, but they'd rather have anybody but Joe Biden. Uh, not maybe anybody. Let's face it. There's Giggles, his vice president, Harris, who called him a racist during the campaign. And then she was given a di- uh, dispensation and uh, uh, she was given forgiveness. She's, she giggles too much. In the middle of a crisis, she's like, hey, <laughs> So they said no to Harris. No to Boudicier, 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 because he has destroyed America as a transportation secretary because of all these delays in terms of transporting necessary, vital, essential products. So they figure one last time, one last try, we're gonna present to America a man and his dog. You know, a lot of you don't know because you weren't birthed yet, you young huckleberries, you hipsters and millennials. Then Vice President Richard Nixon was immersed in the 1950s with all kinds of allegations about getting wine dined and pocket lined by political contributors. We like Ike, remember the whole world loved General Eisenhower. They elected him president two times in a row. His vice president was Richard Nixon. And Richard Nixon had one last chance to remain vice president because he was falling el rapido in the popular opinion polls, just like Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. He had the famous checkers speech. He talked about his dog. He said, look, the dog was a gift from a contributor. I'm not giving back man's best friend, my dog checkers. And all of a sudden support broke through the rooftops. And he went on to not only stay as vice president, but run against JFK, barely lost. Many people say JFK stole the election. I believe that in Crook County, his daddy did, you know, with the uh, organized crime. Then he went on to run for governor in 62, Richard Nixon lost and said, you won't have me to kick around any longer in California or anywhere else. Then came back, resurrected to be the Republican presidential candidate in 68 and beat Hubert Humphrey and at that time, Governor George Wallace. So you see when all else fails, Get your dog out. And Commander has got to save the legacy, the presidency of President Joe Biden. They didn't even have a picture of him and his wife, Jill. She's not standing by her man anymore. But his dog, Commander, is. And just remember, 
who's the best friend that man has ever had? Not his wife, not his kids, not his business partners, not you, but a man's best friend is his dog. And President Joe Biden is milking that for every moment of PR he can get now. 